0: Hi everyone, this is Jen and Sam and welcome to our podcast Miracle Mindset, where we give you our unsolicited, probably unwanted advice. But if you want to become the best version of yourself, start believing in yourself a little bit more, then tune in every Sunday for the podcast. Cheers. Bye. (laughs)
1: Everyone. Welcome back to episode 22 of Miracle Mindset. So, today we have business partners
2: Max and Mike on the podcast to talk about how they got started, what they do. If you want to introduce yourself, yeah, thanks for having us first and foremost. Um, first
0: podcast, yeah, first podcast. Um, yeah, making our debut together. So, yeah, always yeah. it exciting. Like. It's um, like best friends. You
2: literally
3: yeah. said, Oh, I'm going to get my partner <laughs>
2: in yeah. with us. Yeah, we're the black one. Yeah, it's yeah. like un but. Yeah, times 10 maybe. (laughs) But yeah, so essentially, obviously, we founded the business, uh, Social Trinity. So um, it's essentially a social media agency that specializes in specific niches, one being travel, which is one that we founded the business on really, wasn't it? Um, So our biggest USP and what sets us apart from all of our competitors really is our travel network. So we actually own 60 million followers worth of pages ourselves. So um, our organic reaching network is is pretty big. So yeah, we have a huge pull in the industry.
3: Yeah, so I'm, I'm Mike also I'm the founder of Social Trinity. And basically, yeah, what Max said, we do have the largest travel network in the world on social media. I'm excited to be on the podcast. Hello? Yeah. Hello, yeah.
0: yeah. And we spoke a little bit before about how you got started. It's like four and a half years
2: ago. Yeah, it's I mean time flies, is not it? But um, yeah. yeah, four and a half years ago. Um yeah, I mean we used to work together, so we were chatting before obviously about that, but I can probably run into it again. <laughs> um, so yeah, we used to work together. Um for another company, another agency that did SEO and PPC. And basically we used to meet every lunch and discuss how we can leave um and start <laughs> our own company and, and make more money than, than we were getting paid. So um yeah, we used to meet on our lunch, didn't we, and, and go for Yeah, a lot. we did, yeah. Um and yeah, essentially we came with a business plan, started growing pages, um, and then the journey began. So yeah. What
1: I wanted to ask is about was like being ahead of the curve. So, like, how did you notice that? like influencers was gonna become a thing and like growing a page to where you yeah. monetize it mm. before because i was saying like you grew pages to millions of followers before that was a common thing yeah like how did you spot that do it
3: yeah sure so it's more just a bit of fun and a hobby to start with yeah I started getting big traction with like you said growing millions of followers across all the platforms but what we realized we had something was when we had some of the biggest channel companies in the world reaching out to us and asking us for advice and that's where me and Max would basically, in the evenings have a chat and say, look, it's crazy. Like, tra- travels in what skyscanner just DM'd us. They've just asked us how to build more followers or how to get more of an engaged audience. So that's where we start playing around, started doing freelance to start with with them and realised that we can actually manage these people's social media accounts and get paid a lot of money to do so. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: I bet you're literally buzzing seeing of pop up. I
1: know, yeah, yeah like checking the emails.
3: <laughs> yeah, it
2: was uh, pretty surreal, yeah. And, um, yeah, I think we just knew straight away we had something a bit unique, um, and we wanted to capitalize on that. But like Mike said, at the start it was just a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as these companies start DMing you asking for it starts, and asking yeah, advice, you, yeah, you know you've got something. Um, so pretty soon after that, we um, yeah we set up Social Trinity, got investment, and so then yeah, hit the ground running. So <laughs>
3: we did, I was just gonna say we find as well that we didn't want to be like typical influencers that would just travel around yeah. and get paid for it because that when you're sort of 40, 50 years old, it's not really a sustainable business. So, we thought if we could manage companies. Yeah, like, we prefer being in the office with our heads down. No, on these trips. Yeah, but it's interesting. So, some of the biggest influences now will come to us and we'll send them on different fresh trips with tourist boards all over the world. And now we obviously negotiate the fees and then obviously pay them a certain rate card and all that sort of expenses included in it. But it just enables us to keep more touch time with the clients. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So, would you say for you, like, because that's the thing, I think if I had a bit of travel business, and I was getting all these trips coming to me. I'd be like, right, on the plane. Like, I, yeah, I, have not I would not have take that. I'd of yeah. be like, yeah, I'll come to this other this <laughs> So, what do you think? Like, do you think for you, obviously, because it's your business, it's so much more important to, like, have the business as a little thing rather than like using the benefits of it. Like you could literally, you could do the trips yourselves. Well, you it's like
2: the question is: Do you want to do you want to travel the world, or do you want to build a business and make money? That's the, the question. Like, and
0: then you could travel the world.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's
2: our that's all our goal has been really. Um, yeah, it's
3: more just for times. Our goal, being max long term, is to have like financial freedom. So we can pretty much wake up every day and then do whatever we want. And yeah. our goal is to see the world, but on our own time, if that makes sense. Yeah. To be
1: so like business minded and like so young, do, like did you have any influences like that growing up or like any mentors, anyone that like kind of showed you that was the way to go rather than when all you mates just getting into the nine to five?
2: Um, I think we I'd say for both of us, really always had like a, always felt different in terms of like, we set the goals so high for ourselves even from an early age, not even, I mean, I I used to play football, so that was my goal. Got very close to to making it, um, like Man United, for example, at at 20. Um, And for me, my, my whole goal was always to be a footballer, and everything I did was revolved around that. So when that fell through at 20, I was like, what can I do? What's going to emulate that lifestyle thing, that I was yeah, expecting? Yeah, the thing
0: is, is, our football is another, especially for like boys. Football is the end goal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. ever be like be able to physically, you mentally handle. Celebrated by like your dad yeah. if you do it. Yeah. All
3: the time.
2: Yeah, there's loads of things with it. Loads of things with it. You're so um, quite modest,
3: but your story's quite interesting, which relates to sort of business with like persistence, like knocking Alex Ferguson's door. Yeah. It's so the way I got
2: into United was um, I basically made a DVD. So I, I was playing at Maxwell Town Elite League Two at the time. And I basically made a DVD of every single touch that I did on video in that really? season.
4: Really? Um, and a
2: new F Alex Ferguson lift. Um so I basically just went to his house, knocked on his door, gave him a DVD, and he watched it, rang me the next week and then went to Man United. So No way Yeah There's um, some of that news articles I picked up as well, wasn't it? So they always like yeah, push your no. story
3: every year, don't they? Yeah, every year
2: there's always there's around, so I always get my mates tagging me in group chats <laughs> <it's> like way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what though that is like what 99% of people wouldn't do yeah
2: Yeah. well that's the thing you've got to do i mean that's a great it's a great way of saying it but i think you have if you want to be the best you've got to be the top one percent so you've got to do the one percent of things that 99% of others won't do
0: and i think as well it's people like i think for example, with that, I think a lot of people leave too much up to fate. Like, yeah. oh, someone's going to spot me eventually. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. I do think opportunities <clears throat> could potentially be there. At yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was he there when you knocked
2: us on? No, so I knocked on, right, and um, it was his wife Open, opened the gates and I went and had a little chat with her and she's like, oh, um, so Alex is away and he was playing golf. So she said, here's his number. Uh, he'll be back home tomorrow from Scotland. Give him a ring before you come round. So I wow. rang him at five o'clock. I was like, I spoke to um your wife yesterday, she said I could come round and see you She's like, How the fuck? he was like, How the fuck did you get my number? Um, in those words. Well, really? how the fuck did you get my number? I was like <laughs> um, um I was like, Well, yeah, your wife actually said it was okay to give you a call. So once it said that it was okay. Um I went round to see him and then, yeah, he was brilliant. That <laughs> yeah that's why he was annoyed but um no after that it was absolutely fine have um, you,
0: did you do anything like sales before that like how would like i just don't know to have the ball to do that. Is it No, it's just an
2: issue if you want something you go and get it like yeah. been, for mike as well i like, both had that attitude about like, yeah you, know, you just have to be go-getters like even if you fail you learn and you go again and you you know you just learn from mistakes and failures that you have and
3: yeah he's yeah. asking yeah. questions like people get so fed with me and max we'll just ask questions it might be stupid questions but yeah we'll just ask them because we want to learn about so many different things and we think that's important especially to sort of develop yeah yeah of like these like sort of business mentors or like entrepreneurs like me and max thought there's a secret source and secret form to be successful but it's literally just hard work yeah just and people are
1: so willing to help as well aren't they like yeah. i remember Last year I had like a couple of weeks where I was like, you know what, I want to be a journalist. I yeah. don't know why, it just came out of nowhere, but I just started of messaging those people on LinkedIn, people calling me, like putting me in touch with their family who were journalists. Like This one woman got me to call her daughter who's like a journalist at the Daily Mail, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, I've not really decided that I want to do this, but now I'm going to the Daily Mail. Yeah, <laughs> but people mad. are always willing to
2: help. Yeah, you've got to leverage your network as well. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if you do know people, just like Mike said, ask some questions, just find as much as you can out about that industry. Find as many people as you can to talk to, and it's just he, you know, yeah. it's like I made it my business to go and know Fergie. He got me in Man United. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just got to go and get to know people, and and that's how you do it. Like you think- said,
3: like knocking on the door for that wellness business a minute ago, and asking to go on the podcast. It's the same thing. It's yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. The club Because I do, I think as well, if it's your bit, like we were saying before, like, I think if it's something you actually proper, like, love, like, if it's something you're passionate about, like, it's almost like it's harder to just not do anything, do you know what I mean? It's harder not to to just sit there and watch it go by.
2: Yeah, 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 that's the thing. And then, you know, if you don't want to work, but it's not even nine to five, You'd be doing, like, 16-hour days, but for something that you love. Yeah, and it doesn't
0: seem like... Yeah, it
2: doesn't seem like... We come in every day, we are working till whenever, because we enjoy it, like, last night, get some... He's an absolute knob. You get someone knows that.
3: That's what makes us good. is We're so competitive. We both just literally are willing each run all the time. And just even our staff, so like we're just full of energy all the time, bouncing around and trying different things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
4: yeah. Do you
0: think, like, do you know what we were saying before? Like, questions. Who are you, like, when you initially started, like the travel, for example, or like the sports page and was growing it? Like, who were you reaching out to for questions and like what were you asking to grow and things like that?
2: I think at that stage it was like, cause it was so new, there was no one really to go to. So we just started to put out content that was doing well and it snowballed very, very quickly. Cause at that time the algorithms were a lot more favorable to people that wanted to grow pages. So
4: yeah.
2: I wouldn't say it was easier at that time, but it was a lot easier than it is now. Yeah. Yeah. So we learned a lot ourselves and then like Mike said before, like reaching out to the influencers for help. So we'd start cross sharing content um, and then we'd grow bigger pages and we'd start a new page and grow that page off the old pages and, and so on and so on. Um, and that's essentially Do you it.
0: think you'd be ways you or today if you didn't go up to Travelzoo's head office and ask them? Um,
3: it's it's hard to say, but it definitely put us on the map, and we definitely really appreciate what they did for us in regards yeah. to this business kickstart and sort of our journey. And like their brilliant brand, like that was the sort of benchmark where we leapfrogged and We were able to contact other big travel businesses. Yeah, we had the credibility from sort of day one, so that was what was really good. But I think we'd have found a way. Yeah. the types of people that we would have just kept them knocking the door, we kept trying to do different things to push through the noise, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Was there anything that like, when you signed up, like you really had to overcome, like anything for yourself or any like big obstacles that stick out to you? Loads, yeah,
2: loads of Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. List, the list, yeah. list goes on, yeah, yeah. the thing is when you
3: start, you think, I've just got investment, I'm going to be like this brilliant entrepreneur, but you yeah. realize you've got to take feedback, you've got to take criticism, you need to learn on the job. Mm. And that's probably the biggest shock, I think, for me especially, is make sure I can listen to people and learn all the time.
2: Yeah, and I think when you you don't realize when you're in a business, you have to literally run everything. So it's not, it's the finances, it's the staff, it's clients, it's selling, it's every every part of the business is you at the start. Yeah. So I think that was something we needed to learn, how to be an accountant, how to be a salesman, how to be an operation person, yeah. how to do everything, yeah. which we would never done before. So yeah we came up against all these. you had to learn how to manage cash flow when you've got staff coming in and you've got clients that are late paying, like all these sorts of things that you've got to, you never learn how to do, you've just got to.
0: You don't, don't think about that. As yeah. a, you see the glitz, see, that's the thing you can look at a business and be like, oh, the glitz and the glam, but there is like, you think of a, a proper business and there's like seven different sectors. Yeah. Like I sometimes look up at my work and I'm like, oh my God, like we're all tapping at the computers, like literally yeah. seven different categories. It's <laughs> yeah, the
1: weirdest yeah. thing. I think that's the type of business, like, I remember going into like a corporate job and being like, Oh wow, like the owner has a yacht, like in the South of France have a got but then like, I didn't yeah. like think about that like, he's in the office every day most days yeah. in long board meetings or stressing about like how he's gonna pay all of his staff and stuff. I just saw that he had this time off to go and he got.
2: Yeah, no, it doesn't definitely doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like if you're if you surround yourself with four idiots, the chances are you're gonna be the fifth. Yeah. If you surround yourself with good, intelligent, you know, aspirational people, then chances are you'll be a fit. So.
1: I was going to ask you this, so has your circle changed since, like, you've started to grow?
2: Maybe a little bit, but I think overall we both had pretty good units of friends who yeah. who we yeah. trust and we love, So, and they're, they're all decent decent people. Yeah. Um,
3: I think it's just anyone that's in your circle that sort of doubts and saying that you can't do things. Are the people that you don't want to be around? Yeah. Because like some of the stuff, me and Max have ideas where we want to take our business. Like most people wouldn't really dream that you can do that sort of stuff. But where we've grown up, and like Mm -hmm. we're pretty inspired from like Matt Moroney, who is the Hub Group, for example. He's created an absolute gigantic company, was the biggest IPO in the UK, and bought on loads of like e-commerce businesses to his company. And that again, what's inspired me and Max how to make more money. See how to grow a business, so that's other things we've been looking at as well.
1: He owns all sorts, someone was telling me about him today, like a restaurant or something. Yeah. And they are like,
3: Yeah, like a hotel down the road, he owns yeah. that, um, St. John's Ruby Hotel.
0: I think when you get into that kind of games, they're like, who was it that would say it I think it might have been Jack that was saying it but like if you can be the the mediator like so for example like you're outsourcing your stuff and you like it's mm-hmm. semi in the middle isn't it like you're yep. delivering a product and you're in in that, that space and awesome. that's a sweet spot yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. a sweet spot to be in rather than like doing the work yeah
1: do you know Yeah. What, that I feel like that's what like the director or like the people at the top, do like they make decisions, but they outsource
2: all yeah. the work. Yeah, yeah. You okay. need to, you need to build the right team around you, whether that be outsourcing or whatever. But yeah. you need to try and streamline it as much as possible. Definitely.
0: Do you know when you were saying before, like you didn't have much like support? Do you know when you're kind of in that like vulnerable, like oh, like you're starting something new and you're really unsure of it, what kind of like mindset do you just get into where you're like, okay, like we'll see what happens.
2: I think like what you said before, failure is like a big fear. Um, that's what drove me definitely to where I am now. So, like, that mindset of, like, we cannot fail, it's just not an option. So, like, that always puts fire in my it's belly.
3: It's like, like one
1: or two ways. Like, you can yeah. use failure as, like, not trying it because what if I fail? Or you can use it as, that's not an option. Yeah. Yeah. So but definitely. it's both different, aren't we? Your sort of
3: mentality is you worry a little bit more, what you sort of see threats. My sort of mindset is we'll always find the way and we'll be able to sell to enough clients to be able to grow the business. Yeah. So, it's
2: basically like I look after what we've got. And if there's any fires that are coming up, I'll extinguish them. And Mike's finding new stuff to give me that, to make sure that I look after it and stuff. Yeah. So that, that's sort of how we built our business. And I think we complement each other really well to be fair in that respect. Yeah, I have lots of arguments, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all fights in the yeah. office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think like, so when you listen to other people, like, do people ever reach out to you and say that, like, Oh, like I want to start something or do people ask for advice from you?
2: um sometimes yeah i mean we've had like staff members as well previously who have gone on to set up their own things which really? we've always supported yeah not wow. necessarily doing what we're doing but doing the yeah. creative side of it so stuff like that we've always tried to give advice on and help them where we can and pass them business work you want as well. those kind of people working for
1: you don't it's called yeah. like what do they intrapreneur
2: entrepreneur that, yeah
1: but like an intro like where it's in your company but they don't want to take the risk of like what an entrepreneur right, is. right, right okay yeah. but then they t- like, like Give your business the ideas, basically, but then obviously they're going off on
2: their own. Yeah, yeah. I think we've always been the mindset like we were or we are entrepreneurs. So when we were in a business, we didn't want someone trying to start for that. So if we see someone like that who wants to go on, we'll always try and support them because you know it's it's we were the same. So we can't really begrudge anybody. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. We had
3: actually one of our previous members staff in the office today, so he's gone off to do it like sort of freelance and like filming and photography, and he wanted to see the new office and sort of where we progressed to. we keep in touch with those sort of people like but we get on with them like max said we don't hold judge, uh, judges at all so yeah happy to just catch up with them and see where they're going give advice yeah yeah exactly
0: like we were saying like everyone's more than willing to help aren't they yeah yeah what was the moment for you when you were actually like oh my god like this is actually like this is it like it's t- it's turned into like something big like month
3: one <laughs> yeah
2: no. really yeah i mean yeah yeah, month one was 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 good obviously we landed some big clients and
3: stuff
0: and you were laying the foundations as well before it yeah. went you? like you were working in between
3: yeah um but we found as well when we signed travel zoo um in month one that our investors really just left us to it they thought me and max were like the bees need we knew everything in business because we landed such a big client they didn't think we'd be capable of landing so he left us to it for the first year we pretty much stagnated because it was just me and max in the business at the time and we didn't have enough support really to service it But we're fortunate enough that we found a way because they've been with us now for four and a half years and still with us today. How
2: did
0: you like, how did you overcome that?
2: Um, Just learn, like made loads of mistakes, loads and loads and loads, which was good in a way because as long as you identify them and learn from them and work out why, then you improve. So, yeah, our investors are more than happy to point out our mistakes and we're more than happy so to listen. Good. So it's yeah, it's been what a are you were saying about like taking criticism because
1: mm. that would be a big thing for me. Like, it's your ego, isn't it? Like,
0: I'm like, look at what I feel like you can't knock me down, especially when it's your thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's yeah. something you've created, and if yeah. someone lets you turn to so you, how yeah, I would know this, is like, yeah, how how do it. Spencer's giving you
2: the the criticism. If it's someone you respect and you know they're in a position of authority, like they've been there, done it, got a t shirt kind of thing, you'd take it. Yeah, um, yeah. And you accept it if it's somebody that probably don't value their opinion of. It's up to you what you do with that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: very true. Yeah, you still got to accept that it's just their
2: opinion. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's... it
1: would bruise me that
0: though.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's something you've got to probably get over pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you
0: into like law of attraction or anything?
2: Heard of it. I actually don't really know. Really? Because yeah,
0: yeah. that's, what I mean, because we always talk to a lot of people and like some people are very like, like, for example, Jack, like, he will read yeah. every single book. He's so into mindset. And I wonder sometimes if mindset is the thing that drives a business
4: mm-hmm.
0: and or if it's the mentality. Like, because a lot of people say now, like, oh, apply Law of Attraction and, like, you'll get everything you want. But yeah. you don't even know what it is. Do you know what I mean? So what do you think for you, like, mindset-wise is what?
2: I think we've learned habits. Like, you're a product of your daily habits. So, like, what you do on a daily basis every single day, that's what you're going to be in five years if you do that every single day. Like you can't expect to be you know an amazing entrepreneur in five years if you're not putting in the daily shitty steps every single day that you've got to do and we've learned that business is not boring that's the wrong word but it's just a lot of monotonous work
3: yeah yeah some psychology in it as well like what i invested in helping max really look into a bit more depth is the psychology of selling or reading people's skills like the body language how they come across yeah. and that helps in our day-to-day sort of activities at work
0: yeah, that's, so, that's a lot more, like, practical action. Is that? Do you know what I am yeah. saying before? Like, instead of, like, just leaving it up to fate and, like, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'll, I'll put in the good vibes and hopefully people come. Yeah. It's, like, it's actual practical stuff. that Like, with the sale, like, we used to do sales, like, door-to-door, mm, yeah. selling charity. <laughs> but, like, the biggest thing that I learnt there was, like, you literally just get up and you go. Like, you, you can't just take one criticism and then it'll be shit for the rest of the day because you won't make the sales. Yeah, yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? Well
2: What's like when we first started we used to let's say call a hundred companies or message a hundred companies in a day and you get maybe a hundred no's and you've got to get up and go the next day. And yeah. you do another hundred. And then eventually you get a couple drop in, you get contracts out of them, and then you build.
1: I think the best thing with like actually getting on the phone and like doing sales or something. We talk about sales quite a bit, don't we? Because we both like have done it or worked in it. And I like even like did a bit of sales in my work the other day and it yeah. was horrible like I hated it but like the biggest thing was literally within 10 minutes I was on the phone to like imagine director in America speaking to him and he might have liked the idea like you might have not but I was there speaking to him you can do all like the talk about you want but it's just an action that you take and it's the same with like setting up a business or whatever you're doing like it is just
3: the action that always speaks yeah me? it's more about process as well it's a bit like how we've done this like podcast today we have a general chat before we, we start the podcast yeah everyone feels more relaxed in the room and then you can open up and chat a bit more in depth
4: yeah yeah okay, it's just a yeah.
2: process yeah that's psychology though isn't it if you try and make people feel comfortable like ours is b2b selling so a lot of it is we're in, we're in rooms or on calls with people trying to sell them what we do and Part is making them feel comfortable. The other part yeah. is asking them shit loads of questions because we want to know everything about the business, everything about them, what the dogs are called, all of it. Yeah. Because at one point in time, we can use that as a little nugget of how yeah. oh, they've, they've actually listened to what we have said, or you know, we've identified a problem or a solution to one of their problems. If that makes sense.
0: That's a bit. So, do you have you ever heard of Lewis House?
2: No,
0: no, no so he's like a he used to be an athlete, but he does like he's like a big massive podcaster now. And the way he got. Wealthy was because he like went on LinkedIn to try and apply for those jobs. And noticed that like quite a few companies had rubbish like pages on LinkedIn. So he yeah. so he re- like contacted them and said, "Look, I've got a solution. Like I don't think you're gonna be selling very well on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I'll do your Patreon. If you make any kind of commission, I'll literally take like a percentage when you make like when you get the money. Mm. And that literally overnight, you turned over like a million. And then like, like started doing workshops on how to build and i think like finding a solution to something is such a big thing for a company because mm. like what are you giving them do you yeah, know what i mean absolutely
2: yeah. yeah i think our biggest thing like obviously we talked a lot about our amazing network and you know followers and this, that and the other but companies want to make money yeah. so we basically identified the brand awareness side of it that we can bring but then also the roi which is the sales driven adverts that we do that makes the money every single day and, and month yeah. so we guarantee that companies whatever they pay us we're going to make more yeah, um, and we make the money across the end. Yeah, and a lot of
3: us just use the generic, like Shutterstock, the same sort of generic content. So what we're different is, because we work with thousands thousand influencers, we can get real amazing content which we put into social media ads, which will perform so much better because it inspires people to actually want to travel compared yeah, to just yeah. the same old picture of Santorini the same old picture of a certain destination. So that's so much more powerful and there's a company that adds some much more value as well. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. like, you've,
1: like, you've done some of the traveling yourself, haven't you? From like being away and stuff, has that changed your perspective on things or like just getting out of your surroundings? Yeah, we can't
3: actually work when we travel, there's so many influences out there saying they can work on the go, but being really productive and managing big clients is so hard because lots of times you have really poor Wi-Fi other times you just, you're in such an amazing destination, you want to take it all in, you want to see the culture, you want to see the food and you want to literally explore different places. <laughs> have a drink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. Um,
2: yeah no i think as well you realize like the influencers you can see that they're, they're enjoying a good lifestyle but they're not they're not creating a business they're not making money which yeah. our goal is a, is to do that so yeah. i think yeah. for us it's a nice week or two out of out of the year but yeah not full-time well a lot yeah. of it is fake yeah. for the influencers. when you actually
3: see them do these influencer trips the two different people in front of the camera compared to yeah so many of them are really like unhappy and muckering moody or they have got yeah. attitudes and in front of the camera happiest person in the world.
0: And the thing is as well to take the unreal pictures that we get, yeah. it must take about an hour to get them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's... it's all
1: set up like they've got all people around
2: them. And... Yeah, it's such a fake world. I mean we did um a campaign with um I'm not going to name the company but it's um an econ product. We did a campaign in Bali and we took a load of influencers out there. And we did like loads of activities and everything, and they were moaning throughout the whole activity. Let's say we're we we're, we're hiking up a mountain, for example, moaning the whole activity. But then they're going back into the villa in that evening, going, just had the most amazing day. Da, da, da. We're just like,
0: what?
1: what? Yeah, like, what?
2: So, I mean, we realised that we knew before about how fake the, the social world
3: is, really.
1: Yeah.
3: Did it make you look at it differently? I think, yeah, I think yeah. we're happy that all the accounts we have built, they've not got a face of the brand. They're quite yeah. generic. Yeah. so we can work with so many different types of companies and we're not really tied down to a certain type of niche. I think that's more powerful than yeah. a face of a brand if you get really like sort of bad press that can destroy it overnight, but what we've built is so yeah. different.
0: The thing is as well, like use you wouldn't know it's YouTube. Do you no. know what I mean? Like yeah. you know like, yeah. like it's literally like depersonalised in that sense. So like you can go anywhere that you you not with it. Because the thing is with us, like we are the brand at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we're putting ourselves out there. That's yeah. Fun.
2: But I think there's, there's two different sides to social. There's a side where it's like inspiring and, you know, we inspire people to travel. Well, that's what we want to do. But there's a side where it's like people editing photos to the extent that it's so bad for people's mental health. So there's two sides to social. That One is really negative and it's probably affected our generation in particular and the yeah. ones below really badly. Um, but then the other side, which is actually really exciting and inspiring.
0: I think um, that you can, it's such an amazing tool that like use wouldn't yeah. be where you are about social media. Like I think it's so good to spread, spread good messages. But I was even speaking to a girl today and I want to do a podcast on it because, like, she we were saying about how we overshare, basically. Mm. And, like, I, I could be doing something ridiculously small, like cooking my tea and I'll post a picture of it. But, like, what what is behind that thought process? Like, yeah. Why, yeah. why am I doing that? And then she said, like, oh, I've actually, like, deleted my social media for a bit. And she's just moved house, and she said, "Oh my God, look at me!" And that is a straightaway reach for a phone. I was like, "Oh no, like I've actually not got anywhere to post it." I'm it's almost that habit. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, to show
3: off like what you've achieved. Yeah, of. yeah. I yeah.
1: massively got into the habit of just do like posting any old shit for the sake of it. Mm. And then I took a step back, like especially to a lockdown. And I was like, "Why am I doing that?" Like literally, who are you showing that to? Like I yeah. would not want to see that with somebody else's. And I feel so much better for not like mm. over yeah. yeah, putting it all up. It's
2: so easy to like want and need that external validation from people's yeah. likes, comments or whatever, because that's what the world of social is. Yeah. So it's like it's a great point you're saying, obviously, you know, not um, you know, not wanting to, I suppose, post those sort of pictures all the time thinking why and, and what's the purpose of it, who's it for? Yeah. That's a really good thought process to be in because it shows that you're aware of it. There's yeah, so many people yeah. that aren't aware of it. And yeah, it's sad. It
1: definitely wasn't for a while, yeah. but then like once I take a step back I'm like, like yeah, like why would I do that? Have you had to set any boundaries of any like who you'll work with depending if they do like over edit or to- post like a totally different life to what they're actually living?
2: Um, to be honest all the influencers we work with are mainly travel focused and a lot of them are very authentic so yeah. we don't work with like let's say a lot it's of the like, followers or like, yeah or like yeah. people that edit their photos massively like, we're not really working with like um I suppose like models to an extent some of them we are but there's a, there's a lot of ones that You'd probably class that are editing the photos loads that we don't work with yeah we try and keep it as authentic as we can um because that does i suppose mean a lot to us and the industry as a whole at the moment
0: yeah and as much as like you're finding out the values of other people's brands that like you use have a value as well yeah with your own don't
2: yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah we don't want to we want to work with brands that are reputable you know we don't want to tarnish our reputation for the yeah. for sake yeah. of some money really because that's what it's about at the end of the day but yeah we, we have a value and um yeah that's it.
3: It's like uh, we want to use our sort of our network, especially in traveling to to sort of help and support and push out different messages. So we're actually doing a clubhouse next week with. So we will get on that. Yeah, so helping out, you know, to push the message like that sort of documentary is so powerful. and I've the yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, um, cause i was doing it
1: do cause I like it. <laughs> it was so <laughs> it was I
2: love fish. It was so eye opening, though. Like, okay. I never realised how bad it is. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't say that I'm going to stop eating fish, but. It was so out. out, Yeah,
0: I think like because of what I'm pesky now. So literally, the only thing I eat is fish. I'm (laughs) like, oh no, it's gonna be the final blow then. And like, it is, it is mad, isn't it? Like, there's no like, he basically says no such thing as like. Sustainable fishing, and I always say like, our oh, fish don't feel pain." But the woman was like, literally, cackling on it, like, "Do you think they don't feel pain? Do you?" I was like, "Oh, no. yeah." Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's more as well, like the the impact it's going to have on the whole environment, like how important yeah. fish are to the environment. I had no idea. And like, I love that. how bad the
3: fishing nets were compared to just like plastic straws or the media make out, where like a turtle's got like plastic straw there's Because nobody seen that, we don't yeah. see. Like you can wrap all the fishing nets around the world so many times because just the fishermen just dump it in the sea. yeah, yeah. it's
0: said so like plastic straws, what, what all these like charities promote yeah and say that these are the biggest problem that none of them ever put fishing nets as the issue when fishing nets equate to like 70 percent of the issue Why but it's because
3: they're being paid
1: also corrupt isn't it
2: so mad have got
3: some sustainable travel brands for like ocean obviously.
2: Yeah, so they like make all their products out of uh, recycled plastic bottles and things like that so yeah we love working with brands like that because it's getting the message out there yeah, yeah. you know where it's coming from you know it's ethical all of that sort yeah of stuff. it's
1: what you stand for as well isn't it mm. like you want to i think moving forward as well like obviously you're at the forefront of like the influencer movement like the, you've even got the more behind you but it's going to go to a lot more sustainable yeah yeah yeah
2: i think we could end up coming full circle where everything's so much more basic than it has been, maybe, for the last 10 years. Do you
0: think? Yeah, I think
2: people will come around to be more authentic and the world will hopefully be more authentic. You know what
0: you know, I I'm noticing a lot more, like it is it's a lot of girls just like posting pictures like, oh pose and then not pose. Mm. But like they must they must feel a need to post that. Yeah. Maybe because I feel like a lot of like influencers are doing it at the minute. And it's probably because you think, oh god, like I'm showing a side to me that isn't even real myself. And they yeah. must feel it. Like they mm. must. Like you said, like
4: yeah.
0: at some point they're going to turn around and be like, oh, I'm actually quite yeah. unhappy here and I'm showing this side of me that where I'm completely Do happy. Do you
1: think like COVID and like, this whole time off from just life will have an effect
2: on that? It's hard to say because it's, it's maybe one or two years tops in a, in a lifetime. And if you think how quickly we adapted to COVID with masks, I can't imagine going anywhere without a mask yeah, now, or sanitising my hands. I think it'd be very easy to stop that very so quickly. That yeah. yeah very so. I don't know to be honest, but I'd like to think we're still sanitizing hands and things <laughs> like that. Um,
3: crowded places as well, like going into, like, it's crazy as it sounds, but that's what I sort of dread is going back to places where it's going to be absolutely packed. Yeah. yeah. I think that honestly,
0: a nightclub now gives me, like, the shit. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's yeah, exactly yeah. where someone's
0: chatting yeah. and you're really like, oh, yeah. well, get away. It's like
2: even people coming close to you in the street, you're like, oh, mate, you're not two meters away. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <but> it's like. <laughs> instinct reaction now isn't it
1: yeah it actually is do you think it'll like make people want to live a more simple life so in terms of like not needing like, all of the material goods or showing off and things like that
2: maybe yeah i mean yeah i think it could have a, a definitely a contribution on that i think the message now in general though throughout society is getting more that way is that like because mental health has been such a huge yeah. issue yeah in particular last sort of three four years it's really come to the forefront and people are now aware of you don't need the materialistic.
4: things anymore like
2: it's about being happy internally and a lot of those materials things are for external validation and that's what kills your your internal validation so it's having the balance really
3: yeah i think a lot of my sort of personal friends as well a lot of them are going on sabbaticals when obviously the world opens up again they want to go traveling they just think right i need to go and see the world now while i'm young, rather than waiting yeah the thing is people probably
0: people have probably like i know girl when we went traveling she's i'm gonna save i'm gonna save and she's still not gone, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I think that some people can put it off so much. And then for example, COVID happens and before you know it, you're 30 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. think, but then again, it's it's that divide, like sacrifice now and then enjoy it later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for example, like you are different cause you're building something and you know the angle and you fully have that mindset where you're gonna get there. But some people sit back and just do the a job that we don't like doing and yeah. you like say, oh, in the future, in the future, and it's not going to change yeah. unless you, unless
2: they change. Yeah. I think it's also like, like say, not enjoying what you do is obviously a big part of that. So why, you know, why would you do that? I think for us, it's like we enjoy the process. We enjoy learning from failures. We enjoy the good stuff. We enjoy all of it. So for us, it's not like we're working. Yeah. So I think if I was in a job where I hated it, I probably would consider going travelling for a year. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, we're, so, we're still so young. Like, why, why wouldn't you want to experience things like? Exactly. Yeah.
1: I think we're like obviously you saw as well but, like hyper aware of like whether we're totally enjoying the moment like whether this is a good use of our time like my biggest thing is wasted time like it literally gives me the shivers that i would waste my time yeah and one of our friends actually that came on the podcast moved to Bali for that reason she yeah. was like she lived in as to teach and she was like something's just not sitting right here and then she moved to Bali Has like an online business,
0: and for her, it was a waste of time. Yeah, I think once you start
1: to dwell on that, you do. Or anything. when you yeah. know that
0: there's something more than where you currently at like yeah. you're in a job, yeah, yeah, you knew like there could be. And I think as soon as you know some that there's something more, it's that like, oh, it's yeah, that yeah, like yeah. it's almost easier for people to just be mediocre and be fine in the job because yeah. they've not got that uncomfortable feeling as much as like, oh my God, I know where I want to be and I'm here now, so how yeah. am I getting from A to B? Yeah. yeah,
2: no, it's, but I think like the American Dream has been sold to everybody since whatever the 60s, where it's like you go to work, you work hard, you work your way up the ladder, you make money, you provide for family, all of that. That's what we're told and drilled into us that that is what life should be. But actually, I think some people aren't always called to do that. Like, I think you can go traveling when you want, you can go and do all you things, but people just aren't aware of it. Um, or they feel so like, Resistant to, to it. it,
3: yeah. Um, yeah it's a thing, isn't it? Always. Yeah, I think look, what what I think the pandemic's helped people now, especially people going further. It gives them opportunity to learn new skills, upskill, try a new business where they've still got a safety net behind them. So that's why I think we're going to see probably more businesses come out of, from lockdown. I guess people start. Yeah, exactly. I think it's more powerful. Yeah,
2: there's more entrepreneurs in our generations now than ever has been. I yeah.
0: think now. I actually, yeah, I do think this kind of generation is will be the generation of. Change massively. Yeah. Because yeah. I do think people are breaking that like thing of like nine to five, hustle yeah. hard, breadwinner. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily right anymore. And you but... make it
1: like you can make money in ways that like you just couldn't 20 years like I read this stat. I can never remember it. I always bring it up, but <laughs> it's like the majority of jobs that will be available, like in twenty years or in five years, didn't exist. Yeah, like yeah. when our mums and dads or like the early generations were growing up, like you could make literally like people are making money from traveling, like going to Dubai. Yeah. On an amazing trip and getting paid for that. And that just yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Like as
2: easy
1: as it is. I now. think it's like online has
2: always changed the game massively. So yeah. like, if you can press a button for an advert, set it live, and it's making you money while you sleep that's that's that should be what well, everybody's got yeah. really in an ideal world but i think that's why now entrepreneurs are popping up left right and center yeah. Um, yeah because it's so possible and like what you said is when i went to university i did a marketing
3: degree and like what they'll teach me was so far behind they weren't even teaching social media really? they didn't know what influencer marketing was at the time it just wasn't about social media ads hadn't really even been invented so you couldn't even optimize so that was one of our selling points where we were selling to companies that the people in the marketing positions just didn't have the skill sets to know what social media ads could do and the power of it and when we actually learn from a young company and we'll just try and test different things that's when we got ahead of the competition and that's why you can get all different size clients and especially the travel space mm.
0: so good it's so good where do you think you will go next like do you think you'll sort of something new like now you're in that kind of like business mindset do you think there'll be another business that you will eventually go into or do you think
2: we've got about a million business ideas really? Really? Yeah. Well, what we're going to do is
3: obviously we've got shareholders agreements we've got investors on board we'll do everything under social trinity yeah to just try and build an absolute massive company at the back of it we always thought we'd have a big exit plan within a certain period of time but as you go down down the journey and as you're making more and more money it's Just hard to let go of something that you built, so
2: yeah, it's like our baby, isn't it? At the moment, yeah.
0: yeah. You well. can't, I know that's a thing that like I listened to um it was a high performance podcast. Jack recommended it. Shout out, Jack. Oh, did, <laughs> <I literally laughs> shout him out about 20 times. Um, but he he recommended the Jane William podcast, and she literally says, like, obviously, she got sold, like she sold it to SA Lauder for like a lot of money, like mm. a lot. And she said that she thought it was the like the good idea, like her and her husband were trying to build. Jo alone, it was growing massively, but they didn't kind of have the money to fund how fast it was growing. But they didn't really want to get investors and stuff. So she eventually sold it. And she said, like, the day she locked that door, like, of her office, is mm. honestly like one of the worst days of life because it was a purpose, and it, she yeah. grew yeah, it, yeah. and like, they went, like, her and her husband went traveling, like,
3: yeah. for like
0: six months after. And she said she had the worst time. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. Though you feel like missing,
3: doesn't it?
2: Yeah, like this yeah. is essentially us at the moment. It's like yeah. every day in and day out. This is us, like the people that you work with, the clients that you work yeah. with, all of that. And then I think if that was gone. Yeah, I, just, I don't know what we do. Do
0: you have ba- do you have balance, or do you think that not at the moment, man. Yeah, I was going to say because like but... I don't know if where, when you're doing something like this, yeah. you can have that like perfect social life and perfect relationships, mm. and like, do you think that you can't have that?
2: It's not that you can't. I, I think there's a lot of people at the moment saying, oh, you don't have to work hard you can have the balance which i agree to an extent but if you're trying to start a business and grow a business you've got to throw everything at it yeah, yeah. and like yeah. time is so important in that like you have to put in time yeah
1: and like everything will be balanced in time like you could spend a few years now like absolutely smash out the business but then you've made the business so that you can travel and
0: have the time off yeah then yeah. do it that
3: way i think what the pandemic did for us was take away distractions I've being able to go out with our friends, socialising, yeah. and obviously saying, do you want to come to this place? Uh, we've just literally been pointed out some grafting, yeah. and we're at a stage now that we actually find it hard to let go you know in regards to some elements of our business because mm. we're hiring specialists for each department, but me and Max, it's really hard for us to say, like, yeah, you, you taken the full responsibility. But me and Max are so used to just having the full control ourselves. And it's yeah.
0: almost like, are you going to do as good of a job as exactly, I am Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Obviously, sometimes you're going to fail, but not get it right but it's it's totally fine because they can learn on the job as well you've got to allow that to
2: happen that's the other scary thing is that the stuff now where like we think we could do that you know win a piece of business let's say and you've got to allow somebody to go in and mess that up because they're going to learn and they're going to grow and therefore in the longer term they grow the business more so yeah we've had to let go of a lot of stuff but it's been an interesting learning curve definitely
0: did covid like help you or hindiers in terms of business for travel
2: both helped us loads from an overall business point of view I'd say we're not fully sure what it's done to travel yet it's starting to come back but who knows in the next few months what's gonna yeah. happen to travel?
3: yeah but, yeah like 90 of our business was built on travel pre-covid didn't like literally when the announcement got made every all our clients went on pause and me and max were just like all over the place didn't know what we we're gonna do didn't know if we we're gonna survive but then we literally slept on it came out the next day we went for a tapas
2: it's closed down. I- Iberica, yeah. Yeah. We were the last
0: customers in
2: there, oh, we? Really? Yeah. We
1: to in? No, I've not. I like, honestly,
0: it is like it's a tiniest little place, but genuinely, like, and you probably queue for hours to get a table. It's the best tapas I've ever had. Yeah. El
2: Gato yeah. Negro is good as well, if you're not. Oh,
0: we, oh we went. We just used past it. It, we went because yeah. we? it's oh, a did, it's absolutely. unlimited tapas. Yeah, and like. Bellini's red wine sangria. But not on every day. I took my friends on
1: another day because I thought it was just every day for Christmas. We yeah. sat down and I was like, "Just the bottomless menu, please." And they're like, "It's Wednesday." <laughs> oh, yeah. I was
0: like, "Oh, that's normal." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but literally all you can eat tapas and unlimited yeah. red, red. Yes, please. The one in
1: Manchester as well. It's got like a little sun like roof Yes, it? yes, yeah. and so, yes. Yeah, really nice. We really
2: tried nice. to book it for after April, didn't we? Oh uh,
0: yeah.
2: Fully booked. Yeah, yeah. 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 Booked
0: So what happened yeah. after the Safac oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> Well
2: that was sort of comfort comfort eating. Yeah. And then uh, yeah we just dusted ourselves down and we kind of with a plan and just sold our way out of it and that's what we've done. And we're in a stronger position now than we've ever been in.
3: we just looked at like what's gonna do well in COVID, we what types of business is always going to be there. So we just went to main like e commerce or tech business that will thrive. People do shopping when they're at home man. Obviously, they're not working, and they still want to buy nice things. Yeah. Um, uh, I managed to sign those types of companies, but off the back of it, I'm yeah. fortunate now that all our travel clients, most, I think, the majority of them are coming back out of COVID, quite positive and strong. So our business pretty much will probably double in size once all travel comes back, which so is good. good. Yeah, yeah. So I hope
1: it's not just you on the go now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be yeah real big, be. big problem. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. What we always say is, when like. Have there been any, we always give like recommendations
3: of books or podcasts that
1: you listen or to. Or people, people, like mental, lives? what's like been a game
2: changer for you? Yeah. I actually read Seven Habits, Highly Effective People, which is a really uh, popular book, but I actually did think that was really good. And the moral aspect of it, the daily habit aspect was just really I really think good. that's a
0: big thing for you, yeah. isn't it? Habits? habits. Habits, yeah,
2: it's just a process. And that book outlines basically, not just like the, the process, but the emotional and psychological elements behind it and why and everything
1: like why habits work.
2: yeah and it was really interesting but yeah um i can't say i've stuck to it i think if i stuck to it i'd be like a machine yeah so, <laughs> um, but yeah not far off so yeah
0: what so what are then like your non-negotiable habits to be successful
2: good question um do the do the shit stuff every day, which basically means the shit stuff is the stuff you don't want to do because often that's the stuff you need to do. Yeah. Um. So loads of adminy tasks, and for my side, sales. Like sales is hard because you yeah. you get told no every day. Like you'll be able to say better, but yeah, um, yeah, you get told no every day, and you just got to keep going, keep getting up and going. Yeah. It's so easy to say, I oh, don't you know
3: what I've had enough today. I'm gonna go in. I think it's more about having certain processes in place as well, like finding a way to switch off. Like I find especially hard with the lockdown is that we both love playing sports so that's any time we're not on our phone and where we won't answer like calls or emails to yeah. so play like tennis or playing football is the time we can just switch off so having that is, is so helpful for us. Yeah. Especially for our mental health I think as well which gives you that headspace. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think of making time for your friends as well like obviously we're trying to hit a goal here and build a big company and make a lot of money but. It's still important at the time like your loved ones like your friends and family and just be there for them at certain times. so i think that's important
1: that's yeah. so true with like the head space, just being able to switch off so i think like it's definitely like even more from a trend like meditation things so it can sound so overwhelming to people to be like like this
0: to do nothing yeah mm-hmm. to do
1: nothing also like meditate is like a loaded word to just put on someone like oh you should meditate but it really is just like switching off from something like it's whatever form that you find best for you, yeah. And it's, it's hard to switch
2: off to yeah. be honest. Like meditation, I've tried it, it's pretty hard. Exactly. Like I can't just yeah. think of nothing. So you literally start
0: there, like, Fuck, and I'm to do this. I'm, yeah. like, I'm
2: yeah. like, let me write this down
1: quickly.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: I think writing things down there that's one of the habits that I would say if you're going to have that as a staple daily. Like every night before I go to bed, I'm writing down one tomorrow because then it's out of my head. I'm not going to think about it. Sleep yeah. better, you get up and you know what you're on with sometimes yeah. it's very easy just to neglect things like that but then the next day you're not going to be as efficient because yeah. Really yeah
0: sometimes yeah sometimes that when i'm out of routine i wake up and think i know what i need to do and i think oh like what do i need mm-hmm. to do like you don't have that clarity do you sometimes yeah, we true. said that like after bank holiday we were just so out of receipt i
1: put on a poll, and like hundreds were literally like yeah like yeah. i agree like so hard to get and you can like put yourself down and get out of routine. you like, Oh, like, I'm not doing anything, like I'm not being mm. like my usual self, but yeah, you need mm. that
0: time off as well,
1: don't you? Yeah, I think
2: you just gotta allow yourself to enjoy that. Yeah, it's like just be with yourself and enjoy that time yeah. rather that
0: than beating yourself up and thinking, Fuck, so responsible. Yeah, like to
3: do it. Yeah, I think it's also understanding your strengths in regards to sort of how you learn, how you perform best. So, me personally, I'm not the best reader, so I like to listen to things like podcasts for me. It's where I drive to work, I'll listen to different people, I'll learn different information from that rather than having to read about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just understanding your strengths and really utilizing that. Which one should
1: you always go back to? I'm a massive fan
3: of like Joe Rogan, and like I'm just getting oh, interested. Yeah, I like the types of people. Have you not? No, he's
0: hours long, isn't he? Yeah, he's hours long,
3: but he just has the most interesting people where it's more the telling stories and the, the related to different things happening in the world, so it could be elon musk on the podcast so it could be a famous architect it's just so good variation and that's what i like yeah. to yeah i've got think... like the um peter Crouch
2: podcast if you've listened oh uh, but... yeah that goes like i've seen him um, high
1: performance they're like head-to-head at the moment, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. What, what, do, like, what kind of systems do you It's just stories. Like, get
2: guests on and talk about, you know, a lot of it's football-related, obviously, but they talk yeah. about, obviously, their days of being players, little football. stories. I'm a United fan, man united, yeah. i was actually really just like, nah, Liverpool.
1: yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're going to try
3: to play football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't actually listen to of entrepreneur podcasts or really read that many related books. I think a lot of Maybe them say... Maybe the because you are, are. Like, I find that a lot Stop of them... It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think a lot of them just it says the same thing and just different, just worded in a different way, yeah. and it just gets sometimes it frustrates me when I sort of listen to some stuff before. Yeah, you learn by doing. Like that's yeah. the key for us. Like you only really learn by doing. Listening's great and if you can
2: take on board some stuff. So great, true. But you learn by doing, um, yeah. and yeah, I think it's good outside your comfort zone as
3: well. Just doing things like we've never done a podcast before, but me and Matt will really try anything pretty much. we are just yeah.
0: do it.
2: Yeah, never say never. At the moment, we probably don't have that much time to do one, but I think we would probably like to do one. I think you would be good at it.
0: How's it been? Enjoyed it, it, yeah.
2: Have you? Yeah. (laughs) He loves running his mouth off on Clubhouse. (laughs) 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 But no, it's really good. Enjoyed it. I know. Thanks so much for
0: coming
2: on. No problem. No, no, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We'll have to do it again. We'll have you next time. Yeah. We'll have to do your jobs as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah.